I started playing 12 instead of 13 or 14, whatever this one is. 14. Uh, first off, well, fuck. <laughs> that, that, I was not expecting that walkthrough. <laughs> volume just but how how are that how is it not in the background <laughs> yeah, it's an old movie it's fine <laughs> uh i could even see some directors just not having that sound in the like distance for effect anyway but fuck <laughs> i think i said fuck out loud when i started watching oh uh from russia with love minute 14 i'm brian and i'm brad and this is the podcast that takes the longest running, smoothest, suavest, most debonair spy franchise around and shakes it out. <laughs> I like the finger cuts you just did. <laughs> you can see them on the YouTube channel when this episode gets uploaded there. Link in the description. One minute at a time. Mr. Brad, what happened in this minute? This oh, because minute, this is Bond. Minute Bond. No problem. <laughs> I was going to let you go with it. This minute is actually kind of exciting. Um, there's a, there's a lot going on in the background and the, in what they want you to see is her walking through the training. But if, when we start going through this minute, like section by section, like the background is so funny because there's so many things yeah. going on. So the overview is agent number three, kind of walking through the training facility, how we didn't, how we didn't hear all this stuff going on from the property, even like the gunfire, which you probably should have heard echoes of, unless they just like snap their fingers and everybody's pretended to work. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so basically agent number three is walking through the training facility with leather coat guy and turtleneck guy so we get to see kind of like their training facility there's some guys with crossbows there's one guy that's doing like the revolver on the forearm shooting like he turns around spins and puts a puts his um, barrel on his forearm to shoot as accurately as he can at targets sitting in a doorway yeah a targets shirt. that are just bobbing back and forth perfectly yeah. timed <laughs> And then there's like one guy without a shirt on with like some form of machine gun. <laughs> then you got, oh, that, you got, that's the Rambo. Yeah, that's that's future Rambo. <laughs> you got guys doing um, breaking boards, doing like karate chops through through boards. And they're like two of them. They're setting them up for each other. <laughs> you got agents running around in the background away from flames. So, oh, which, my God. Not only that, he's running towards where the bullets are being shot yeah so he's gonna have to run through that unless yeah no because you you look (laughs) on the wall you can see behind the guy there's bullet holes on the the brick wall so yeah he's gonna have to run through those four openings are those i i thought those were bullet holes too but they're so big they're not shooting with paintballs right i don't i wouldn't assume so i I wouldn't assume so either but why would go why would you go through all this like target practice and training if you're not going to use real bullets yeah, when they're using live targets. Yeah, why would you? Because paintball is going to fly different than a than a gun, than a real bullets. I wouldn't be surprised though if they were just like, "Look, we're going to have a wide lens. Go paint yeah. some circles, and that'll look like if we shot, you know, and expose the um, unweathered part of the stone underneath. Because no matter where it is, uh, I'm looking around like thirty one seconds." It's the exact same white 
on any surface on the blue background at number two on the exposed stone at number four on the red stones at number one also who 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 on specter island was uh hired to to design this area because they really they really went like all right we'll do a residential area we'll do a nice pastel blue we'll do a kind of um old timey like greek <laughs> but small yeah. pillar then, then one that looks like we just took a sledgehammer and just hammered <laughs> yeah. it out that one is from batman v superman where superman flew through in the middle east yeah <laughs> just a and, big let's see what else do we got in the background here we got uh people practicing hand-to-hand combat in what looks like uh traditional karate uniforms got random guys so they're they're doing that there's a guy walking by with a gun who look, who's got his gun pointed up like in like horizontally walking through everybody looks like he's checking his gun but has it pointed has it pointed so he could potentially shoot somebody like in the chest <laughs> um they're talking about inspector agent number three says you know this is good training but do you use it do you, but do you do nothing beats experience and it's like oh yeah well we use live targets too <laughs> So maybe they're not using, maybe these, maybe these are paintballs or maybe he's referring to, you know, the guys running through uh, the bullet sections. Yes. Um, so how much was that first set? How much did that set cost? Did you say? Uh, one, one, was it 200,000, 500,000? It was, it was some, oh, I think it was 500,000. Cause I think it was one eighth of the budget or one, one quarter of the budget. A quarter, like two, this, this is a 10, two, that would be two. 25% of the budget. Well, let's and take a look. All, all to say, I found the set that <laughs> that had to be altered for that to uh, accommodate that. One, the green walls that they walk in on are like the thinnest fabric <laughs> ever it, near the beginning of the minute. Two, when they walk off from that set at like 25 seconds ish i don't see the time so i have to guess and then you cut to them walking down a different area for a wide shot in reality they use the uh they just did a different angle because the four shooting ranges that they walk past at the beginning and then they're presumed to be walking onto a different area is exactly the same thing it would be does that make sense do you see where it is so they reused the set did a complete just a slightly different angle yeah and like the, yeah people the, realize yeah because they they have the same pathway so you basically you're looking at them from the side directly from the side and now you're looking at them more from the where they came in from so that way it, it looks slightly different but yeah it's all the same the four shooting ranges the guy um, using the flamethrower and the karate guys um you can see a little bit more that you couldn't see before um looks like they're practicing more hand-to-hand combat closer to the camera so they might have mm-hmm. added that in because they couldn't have all of that distracting as you're walking through because otherwise you'd have only seen Spectre Agent number three for like a couple seconds in between people. Yeah, but not only that, like they didn't, this isn't even a shot that they reused. Like they didn't intend for this to be an alternate, an alternate shot for them to enter through because they're using a different walkway. <laughs> Yeah. So in re- if this is reality, they went, wa- looked at these uh, four shooting ranges and they were like, you know what? I liked those. Let me get a second look. I'm going to circle back, circle back. We're circling back. I just want to look at it again. <laughs> they walked by it again. <laughs> like you, 
I, I'm sure there's going, or I'm confident that there's going to be some mention of like, she's in a hurry. Cause you were mentioning that last minute, but <laughs> now that's really undercut by the big circle they've done in this area. <laughs> just to yeah. look at everything twice, twice. <laughs> um, so the, the first scene costs 150,000. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Cause this budget, uh, what is it? What was this budget? The first one two, was ten million. Well, I think it was two million in their time. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I was never mind. Yeah, I was adjusting for inflation or whatever. Yeah, so if it's ten million, then it's probably like twenty-two million, twenty-one million. Hmm. Um, so after we get through that ridiculous training scene, ridiculously awesome, ridiculously awesome, much needed in every spy movie ever <laughs> that gets ran over. Actually, now that you mentioned that, it reminds me of... That's interesting. I was going to say it reminds me of the beginning of Van Helsing, which is clearly making uh, reference to the Bond films. And then that brings me back to the Pierce Brosnan films that I've seen, where they essentially do this for Bond. Mm -hmm. And why I think it's interesting is so weird that they started... If there's any origin for that trope of like just showing off a the gadgets in a safe area or like what you can do. I think it's super interesting that that started with Spectre and then got <laughs> like, got what's it called when it got appropriated by the good guys. So to yeah. Speak. <laughs> yeah. Cause they do it. Like they kind of do it with Daniel Craig when he has to go through rehabilitation to prove that he's field ready and stuff like that. So they kind of show you that montage a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's interesting. But now, like, think of like all like the bad spy movies or like the knockoff spy movies that all do the same exact thing, where they have like a training montage of everybody, all the bad guys training to beat up the good guys, or vice versa. Oh so, yeah, I mean they do it in Austin Powers. I mean they do it in a lot of a lot of things. If so. people like the Bond movies but want a little bit of a, a twist on it, I would actually recommend the Hugh Jackman Van Helsing. Um, that's one that is is very much in the tone of like those first two Brendan Fraser mummy movies. Surprise, surprise, same director. I think it's delightful. It's horribly rated. <laughs> so George of the Jungle meets uh <laughs> meets James Bond? Uh more like um Alfred and or was it who's Alfred and Costello? No, what's the names of them? Um oh man. We're getting yelled at right now. Um Abbott and Costello. Abbott and Costello. I mean, I've said Alfred. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know I'll we're going to yell that. Somebody's in. Somebody's listening to us going, it's Abbott, you dumb people. <laughs> uh, you only brain farted. I completely uh, did it wrong. So point your head at me. Uh, Abbott and Costello meets the mummy crossed with James Bond. <laughs> or more, I mean, truthfully, it's just, you know, the vibe of the mummy movies with some James Bond and tropes. Okay. Yeah. Fair um, enough. I mean, I, I don't, I know I've seen Van Helsing. I just, it's been so, so long. I probably saw it when it was, when it came out on TV, like the first time. Yeah. After it got released and everything, they started playing it on TV. I probably saw it on like TNN or something like that once, but honestly, if, all I've seen it. if Hugh Jackman wanted to revisit that with the same director, I'd be so down. I don't want a Logan for Van Helsing, but I mean, it might do better. <laughs> But it's just so fucking fun. Uh, Kate Beckinsale, right at the when she was like doing those first Underworld movies as well. <laughs> so uh, uh, Underworld, I've seen most of them at least once. Yeah. So they're not bad. They're they're um, a little hokey at at times, but they're not bad. 
Yeah, those first two I really like, and I read the I read the novelization when I was a kid. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, so after we get through this awesome, hilariously, <laughs> hilariously awesome training scene, we get Horrify to see awesome, awesome. <laughs> um, we get to see Spectre Agent Number Three, kind of making our way to, a little bit closer to the lake, to the point where she can see our our buddy Buff and stuff, um, <laughs> aka something Grant. I don't remember what his name is. Q Dane Grant. Grant. Hugh, not Hugh Grant. <laughs> so we get to see her. She gets. To, she sees him from a distance getting massaged. This time he's now flipped over. Now he's uh, facing to the sky. She has our buddy Leathercoat guy snap his t- attention and call him over. So he jumps up immediately and we realize that he's not wearing uh, swimming trunks. He's actually wearing a small, a very small white towel. Did you know that very... the whole time and you I, just I, were I, holding off it, mentioning it? As soon as I saw it, I remembered it. But <laughs> I did not remember it at the time. And that is a teeny tiny it, towel. So think about this. It's let's assume that his waist is, you know, 34 inches. He's he looks like a tall guy. He might be like maybe 38 inches around. So the length of the towel is minimum 38, plus it's got room to tuck in. So we'll say it's 42 inches. Or we'll say 48 inches. That let's, towel is let's say let, 42 to reference Douglas Adams. Uh I was gonna say um <laughs> what's the baseball player? Uh, Hank Aaron. Chadwick Boseman. There you go. That one. The one that he played in that movie. I cannot. <laughs> I'm drawing a huge blank right now. It's driving me nuts. But let's say that. It's that a real, us. it's a real minefield. What we remember, what we don't. Abbott. Yeah. We don't remember Abbott immediately. Or I didn't at all. You did. And that, but like dropping Douglas Adams. <laughs> ja- Jackie Robinson. There we go. We'll say the towel's like 42 inches around. That towel at max is like 12 inches wide. Like that is way up his thigh when he stands up. <laughs> like I don't that I'm not sure what that towel is gonna hide. <laughs> you know what you reminded me of with all these measurements? Sure. The uh the intro, the the like prologue chapter in the book The Scarlet Letter. <laughs> because it just takes uh, our teacher when we were reading that in school told us to skip the prologue because it, <laughs> it just is a long time talking about like an attic and it like when someone finds the scarlet letter it like says the centimeters or inches in every direction like very meticulous <laughs> they wanted you to know what the size of that letter yeah yeah so he jumps up snaps to attention and then i wouldn't say i'm gonna say struts I think is the appropriate word he um takes some long strides swaggers his arms quite a bit then stands at attention right in front of Spectre Agent number three, who um, gives him uh, gives him the eyes, gives him the the up and downs as she walks around him, gives him gives him a glance up, gives him a glance down, spends a little time on the downside, and then um, minute cuts as she's standing behind him. It looks like she's uh, adjusting her glove or something, the edge of her glove. I was gonna say she's about to take her gloves off. <laughs> looks she, like. It. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a buff, buff and stuff's got her attention she's, got, she's all hot and bothered yeah won't mind leaving my fingerprints here <laughs> which i'd say normally you can't pull a, a fingerprint off uh you know biological material but he's got he's so oiled <laughs> that yeah, he's uh, well you lubricated be, you might be able to get a picture of it if you don't smudge it <laughs> <laughs> lubricated and very massaged oh, frick 
clip it. Don't clip that. <laughs> oh, you're looking really hard at something. Are you no, looking? At I was trying stuff? to. No, I was trying to see if there's anything else I can mention in this minute. Uh, I guess in that wide shot, that's the cheated wide shot at 30 seconds. <laughs> I saw a mannequin being essentially held up by his suspenders in the bottom <laughs> right hand corner. <laughs> I thought that's it's kind of weird. Why? <laughs> like, do you see that? literally 30 seconds away through in the bottom right oh yeah um, yeah he's being held well yeah because you can see it being like pinned to the back of his pants yeah like fill out this corner of the frame <laughs> we need something mm-hmm. spend ten dollars and also the other green walls are again that see-through material yeah it's smart i guess it's smart set design for stretching your budget which sounds oh, weird when yeah. the first like- uh episode when the first set was so expensive but you yeah, because you can see the windows and stuff on the other side. So yeah, I see that. It's kind of like uh, the onset version of having a Matt Payton painting <laughs> for yeah. for uh, a coastal. Uh, my brain. Yeah, you can you can see through it, especially if you look towards like the top edges and stuff. You can you can see through it. Yeah. Yeah. My name is Brad. My name is Brian. And that was money. Every inch of it, <laughs> or lack thereof. <laughs> yeah that uh a certain angle that that towel will definitely tell you if there's anything lacking <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're i'm glad he jumped up that way not the other way because if he would have jumped up legs towards us instead of legs away from us <laughs> he wouldn't have been hiding anything oh my god okay i'm so glad i'm sure people have stopped because uh you know we had did the outro but that just reminds me of a dane cook sketch and I think we were talking about Dane Cook like a day or two ago. But yeah, we were. Or not a sketch, part of his stand-up where he was saying his dad always had a robe that was essentially that short, but it covered <laughs> his chest. And one time he jumped up and he just saw everything. Hair, veins. Then he, his dad just froze there. He's like, one day, all of this will be yours. <laughs> <laughs> There's a... There's another movie. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember if it's Sex Drive or if it's some another movie. But there's a, a guy sitting, an old man sitting in a chair, and one of his balls is hanging out the bottom of his uh, shorts, and just hanging there against the chair. It, it was super funny, and I want to say it was Sex Drive. It could be Sex Drive. It's I, it wouldn't seem out of place, but I don't I don't remember that specifically. Rum Springer. <laughs> <laughs> I, if it's okay, I'd like to stop in about 22 minutes just so I can have an hour with Maddie before. Yeah, absolutely. After party. Uh-